Good Tuesday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. Tuesday night flight. Ah, it's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG coming through. Uh, about to be joined by the boss BJ in a minute. Um, we got a lot to talk about, a little bit of time to do it, so let's get into it. Uh, NBA preseason. The GM survey has come out, and they got the Nets set a 72% vote to win the chip. The Lakers only 17%. Crazy, in my opinion. Crazy. Um, uh, 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 KD has 37% of the vote to win MVP. Luka comes in second with 33%. Now, if any the GMs could sign any player that they wanted to right now, 43% said they would pick Luka right now. It's crazy. I, it's crazy. Um, Looking over the, 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 the percentages, uh, uh, Steph Curry was voted best point guard in the league. Uh, James Harden, best two. Ke- uh, Kevin Durant, best three. Best four was Giannis Antetokounmpo. And the best pivot, five, center for those that are uninitiated, was Jokic. Nikolai Jokic. So, you know, reigning these MVP. Servants. Hey, there's the boss, BJ. The reigning MVP, the Joker. Yes, indeed. And he is voted, the, as as should be, the best center in the league, uh, which is formidable. Um, my whole thing with the with the, with that is I don't consider Steph Curry a point guard, but uh, you know, I, I grew up in a different time. My point guards are Jason Kidd, John Stockton, who, in my opinion, is the epitome of a point guard. Um, Mark Jackson, uh, guys like that. Those are my point guards because yeah, they could score. But they didn't. They didn't have to. They distributed more, and they did things to complement the scores. You know, Tim Hardaway was a scorer, but didn't have to have the ball in his hand scoring all the time. He was a complement to uh, Alonzo Mourning in Miami. You know, when there was run TMC, he was you know part one of the major cogs, but he was still a superstar. But he didn't have to, you know, go off for fifty every night. So, but that's just me. And it's you. You grew up in a different time. You watch it. You grew up with a different brand of NBA, and so did I. But, um, you know, that's not to say you know Steph Curry isn't one of the best. He's he just plays a a different type of ball, and you know, more than likely will be the greatest shooter once he retires, um, long as he you know stay healthy and keeps on the track you know that he's on and you know i don't know when is clay due back do you know when clay is due back uh beginning of this season two two yeah uh two years away and he will possibly be back (laughs) and and, this season and that's that's gonna you know like that's gonna just open up you know what they were doing before splash brothers you know clay is gonna be back shooting and that's gonna open. That's gonna open both of them, both of them up, you know. Um, so I, I, I saw the list earlier. I, I don't really have too much argument. I think, you know, I guess I'm biased to LeBron James. I still think he's the best power, uh, small forward in the league, and you know, just just my personal opinion. 
But I can definitely understand why Kevin Durant's there. He, you know, he's lights out. And, um, you know, that Brooklyn team, you know, speaking of the NBA, that Brooklyn team, KG, is going to be dangerous if they stay healthy this year. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I'm not – I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not looking for Brooklyn to – they're talking about already uh, trading Kyrie Irving somewhere, anywhere. <laughs> just not here. <laughs> That's pretty much what they, they 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 talking about right now. So I'm I'm not on uh that run with Brooklyn right now. So that's just me. But yeah, uh, you got to get a chance. They do. They you know which is Milwaukee. And they actually open up the season in Milwaukee against the Nets. Mm. So that's gonna that's opening night for. For, I don't know if that's for open night for the NBA or just for the Bucks and the Nets, but um, you know that's going to be you know well, it's the first game of the season. Uh, this will be the first season in two seasons that we get a full season of NBA ball. So I know everybody's excited to uh, you know get the NBA back in gear full swing. So um, we shall see, man. I, I just like last year. I know I was heavy on Brooklyn. I just don't think that. I think if if you know even with the Kyrie Irving trade talks, I don't think he's going anywhere because if Kevin Durant doesn't want him to go, he's not going to go. And if Brooklyn does move move on from him, they're going to it's going to be a price to pay with Kevin Durant. I, I I sincerely believe that because he has the same amount of pull and power uh, LeBron James does as far as you know say so on the team and everything. Um, but that that team. Um, a, a full preseason together, full all-season together. It's going to be a dangerous team in the East, man. Hey, look out for them. I said that last year, and they got hurt and beat up. And But, yeah, this year, if, if everybody stays on the floor, man, I don't. I just don't know who gonna, who's going to stop the Nets, you know, with Kevin Durant. Absolutely agree. Now, moving south from Brooklyn, <sighs> your Washington Wizards, your Washington Wizards. Um New look Wizards, uh, it's it's Bill's team. At this present point, it's Bill's team. Uh, uh, I'm going to ask you point blank. I'm just going to ask you point blank. Looking at this roster, um, you're getting uh, Denny Advia back. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're getting Thomas Bryant back. Yes. So you got also uh, Bill Bertans. Uh, KCP, Hachimura, Hachimura, Spencer Dinwiddie, Montrez Harrell, uh, Montre- Kyle yep. Kuzma, Daniel uh, Gafford. I mean, it's yes, not a bad Daniel. team. Look, go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. Because <laughs> I, I know where you're going. How many games y'all winning this year? I'm going to say, I, look, before I give you the, the prediction, I'm re- I'm excited about this team. I think for the first time in a while, they had some depth and they got some players that can move and they got players that can run up and down the court and play, you know, um, show quote unquote showtime ball. You know, they can play a fast pace with this team. Nobody's on this. I mean, yes, it's, it's Bradley Bill's team. Other than him, it's really, it's nobody on the team that has to have the ball. They, you know, him and Spencer Dinwiddle are the, the cornerstones right now. You're getting Avia back. 
uh, Bertans lights out shooting. Thomas Bryant comes back. Um, remember both Avdia and uh, Bryant was hurt last year. Avdia got hurt later in the season, and they had already lost th- Thomas Bryant, I believe, in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. So, and then you know they they made the trade with the Bulls. Daniel Gafford came over here, and, and and you know it was with Russell Westbrook and Bill, but he played really well. Um, I like this team. I'm I'm going to say because I think I predicted last year their ceiling was six seed. I'm going to stay right around there. I'm going to say fifth seed. I'm going to say 44 wins. Between 44, I'm I'm going to stay between 44 and 46 wins in the East. I think in the East, that's going to be good enough for the fifth or sixth seed. I I really like this team. They're going to need some time to play, gel together, learn each other. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, you just got a whole boatload of pieces from the Lakers. You got a brand new coach in West Unsell Jr. I know that's somebody you wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what, that was one of your predictions, actually, for West Unsell Jr. Um, and it, 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 all, it still all has to gel together on the court. And um, we'll see. I, I, but I'm excited. They got, you know, Brad has been scoring lights out the last two seasons. Um, I, I was glad to hear, you know, I've said it on the show, you know, you know, you get to the summer and you start hearing the Bradley Bill rumblings about him not being happy, but he he said he wanted to stay here. He wanted to do it the right way. He wanted to win here, and I and I, and I believe him. I believe him. Hearing that this time, I don't know why, but I believe him. They they got, like I said, they got a lot of good pieces, young pieces. Um, we'll see when they hit the floor with the weaknesses of this team. You know, is it going to be defensively? You know, I, I think they got enough people to score. You, like, you shouldn't be for, – for this team, for me, you shouldn't be short scores. Like, even if Brad and, and Denwood are having a bad night, you got KCP, you still got Avdia, uh, Bertans, um, Kyle Kuzma can score. So, you, you know, you have other options now. Uh, and then, you know, Daniel Gafford, of course. You got other Hachimura still. You got options here, so I, I I like this team, KD. I don't know. I really think I'm gonna be excited to watch the Wizards this year. I really am. You know, they were exciting last year with Russell Westbrook, um, but it, it feels like it feels like building that that laying that foundation. That's what it feels like right now. It feels like I right, this is something that this team can build on going forward to make a winner and compete. That you know that's. That's what this move feels like. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, okay. What do you say? I mean, because the last couple of seasons, you didn't gave me, what, 55 wins for the Wizards? Because this team was talented. At last year, I think I was over 60. I said they should win 60 with Russell Westbrook. <laughs> and I told you, we should have bet some bar, uh, College Park Diner on that one, too. No, we did. We bet on we bet both years in a row. Oh, did we? I, I owe you, I think I owe you lunch for the first year. Okay. And dinner, nope, we did this three years in a row. Lunch and dinner two years in a row. This is where the Wizards cost me so much money. Like, I need to be on their payroll to be able to pay for these these dinners. I mean, y'all got to understand, when I bet like this, BJ wants to eat out. He don't want to eat, you know, IHOP and Ruby Tuesday. BJ wants to go, you know. Full board Fogo de Child. He he wants to go to Roof Chris. You know, he wants to go up Morton's. 
you know, and he wants to order stuff that he know he's not going to eat. I, I, I'm not going to eat it. The first round of food, <laughs> the first round of food, I'm going to just throw away. <laughs> I'm going I'm to turn my nose up and be like, Monsieur, this is garbage. And I'm going to just throw it away. That whole first round of food, I'm going to throw away. And then the second round of food, I'm going to pick at, because he owes me several dinners. So I'm going to pick at the second round of food and tell him this is horrible. And I need another set, another whole another round, third round of food. I might start eating. Oh Lord. And and now I, on top of those, the lunch, the two dinners, now on Barnside Grill because Washington football team <laughs> lost yeah. to the Buffalo Bills last week. They did. I, I'm gonna need them to beat New Orleans next week because I got a bet with Lady C, the swamp queen. Oh. Like, you know, it, it, it my teams, man, but I got a lot of confidence in this Wizards team. Um, looking at it, it, they don't look very strong on paper, but that's good because when they look strong on paper, they're terrible. They are terrible, terrible. That's a lot of teams. That's not. It's not just the Wizards. A lot of no, teams. a lot. You know, have have in different leagues have looked super strong on paper, and it just doesn't work on the field or the court or, mm-hmm. or the ice. You know, and it's like I said. When I was, you know, they, they still had to get on the on the court. They still had to put all this together. And I think you're not going to see really them get into gear with all these new pieces. I say it's going to take between 15, 20 games. Agreed. Agreed. Well, now, I don't know because they got a full, they got a full uh, preseason. Yeah. So the season I mean, doesn't start really until what, end of the month? But how, how, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how much. The big boys on the team are playing. Bill, mm-hmm. Dinwiddle, you know, all, all those guys. We'll see how – I mean, because they need to learn each other. Bill, not so much, you know, um, I can understand you holding Bill and Dinwiddle back because he's coming off injury. Yeah, ACL too. Right. So, you know, I can understand easing him back in. But, yeah, it's going to take them a minute to jail. And I, I don't think it's going to be long. And then we get to see what Wes Unsell Jr. could do with this team. So, Well – we're gonna hold we're gonna put a pin in that because we need to watch a lot of tape on them so we can come back and say, okay, yeah, they because well, let's say over under. I, I can agree with you, over under has to be about 45 games. I think so. This team can fall into 45 wins. Matter of fact, we need to look on the sports book and see what they got for the wizards for uh we, we ain't gonna do that right now, but we, I I'll, I'll I'll look into that. Okay. Yeah, uh, over under, we'll say 45. This is for us. Yeah. But moving right along, we're going to stick in the NBA. And now this is going to be – I'm going to go ahead and give you a disclaimer. Everybody listening, I'm going to give you a disclaimer. The views expressed here in this next segment is the views of myself, the big guy KG, and also the boss BJ. We can't speak for the rest of the sideline junkies because they're not here to – uh really digging at this lady C is in the text window. Um, so they're not really, everybody's not here. So whatever lady C says, that's her opinion, my opinion, BJ's opinion. Okay. So LeBron James, well, let's start with Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins tried to get a religious exemption to not take the COVID-19 vaccine. He was denied by the NBA religious exemption. So they told him, that he could still play, but he would only be playing 41 games on the road. The 41 games he would play at home, he would have to sit out. 
he wouldn't be able to play. Now, if you remember the week before that, Bradley Beal caused a little uproar, especially here in D.C., saying that he refused to get the vaccine because he wanted to do a little bit more research. He did not understand why it was being forced and, you know, pushed the way it was. And I've seen people, you know, say, I hope he gets COVID and then he'll see how real it is. Nobody never said it wasn't real and never threatened anybody's life because they have a different thought process than you. But, you know, people that call themselves wizard fans, call themselves uh, basketball fans, said he should be ran out of the league. Um, Wiggins wound up getting the vaccine because it was either get the vaccine or not play. And that was his, his reasoning for getting it. On the other hand, LeBron James, LeBron James, he went and he got the vaccine. Didn't tell anybody, didn't make an announcement, anything. He came out and said, okay, yes, I have the vaccine. I did it for myself and my family and my friends that I'm around. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has come out and said that he was wrong for that stance. He should be an advocate. Enos Cantor came out and said he should be an advocate. You have this huge platform to use and yada, yada, yada. Uh, Stephen A. Smith has came out and blasted LeBron for hiding his status. Now, here's where my opinion comes in. You can't bully people into doing what you want them to do. When Bradley Bill said he didn't want to get the vaccine, the first thing I said, his body, his choice. Because, number one, I'm not going to breathe the same air as Bradley Bill. I'm not going to breathe the same air as LeBron James. I'm not going to breathe the same air as Andrew Wiggins. There's not even a six to, there's not even a 206 degree separation between uh, myself and them. That's number one. So what they do with their medical background with their their status it does not affect me if they're they don't feel that they want to take it for whatever reason that's on them what they eat don't make me shit this is my opinion lebron james he didn't say anything i don't sit around when we have a world crisis a pandemic going on and sit there and pace back and forth in my house oh my god i wonder what lebron james got to say what is lebron gonna say god what is lebron i don't sit there and wait for lebron Yes, it's great that he has a platform that he can use, but when LeBron uses his platform, shut up and dribble. He says something about police brutality, Black Lives Matter, uh, uh, defund the police, shut up and dribble, take politics out of basketball. But now we're talking about a vaccine. Now, all of a sudden, it's, oh, you need to step up and you need to say something. Which one is it? Is it shut up and dribble or be an advocate? Because at this present point, NBA players, not just LeBron James, NBA players, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. That's how I feel about it. BJ, what you got, brother? I, you know, I'm listening to you talking. You know, I have some of the same thoughts you have. And um, I know Charles Barkley had said something a long time ago. He said, you know, I'm not, not a role model. You know, and basically, you know, it's, you know, I can't control what goes on in your house. You have to police your kids. You have to teach them the right way. You know, don't have your kids modeling their life after B. That's how. That's what I got from it. Same situation here. LeBron James, 
He gets killed either way. Comes out, says something about anything. And you got the LeBron James had to just hate him for whatever reason. Whether you think he quit in the Miami finals, um, what, the, the decision, whatever you hate him. The fact of the matter is, this man came in the league 18 from high school. Um, married his high school sweetheart, has not gotten in trouble, no affairs, no extra kids, no nothing. He's been a model citizen. Was asked to come in the league with Carmelo Anthony in 2003. Basically revived the league. Um, so if you're sitting around waiting for LeBron James, Bradley Bill, Andrew Wiggins to tell you what to do with your body as far as a COVID-19 vaccination, you have a lot more problems than you think. Okay? If you have an issue with somebody saying they want to understand what they're putting in their bodies, you have a lot more issues than what you think. You need to reevaluate some things in your life. This whole vaccination shaming is is ridiculous. It's gotten to a point where, you know, this is the new racism now, this vaccination status. You know, people are, you know, losing their tops over this. And a year ago, everybody wore their masks, kept their distance to keep safe. And I'm not going to get into why um, or why not I believe in a vaccine or don't. I'm not going to get into that. But the fact of the matter is, I know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had something to say. And I told KG, he, he's, he's been in the trenches as far as civil rights and movement. So I don't really, you know, what, what Kareem says, I'm not really mad at Kareem. Because Kareem has a different point of view from his age and his experience. And I respect that. Okay? But at the same time, you have to respect other people's, and I'm not talking about him directly. I'm talking about everybody else. Respect people's opinions, decisions. We talk about that all the time. When we get on this show, these are our opinions. You know, if you got a different opinion, cool. You know, we welcome you to email us, hit something in the chat window, and talk to us. You know, and we we hash it out, and you know, we try to come to an understanding where you're coming from because everybody understands things differently. So, you know, I might say something that KG gets because he's known me for since 1995. and He understands what I'm saying, but somebody else might not get it the same way or might not take it the same way. So disrespect people's decision on what they want to do with their body. Everybody wants COVID to go away. Nobody wants to walk around with a mask on. Nobody wants to, you know, see people's loved ones in the hospital laying in the bed, you know, for, you know, dying of COVID. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that, whether you're vaccinated or not. Um, keep safe. Wear a mask, whether you're vaccinated or not. Wash your hands. Stay away from people. Don't be in people's, you know, space and stuff. Um, but, KG, that's all I got, man. I know we talk about this a lot. We talked about this a couple of shows I know why LeBron James is getting it because he's LeBron James. He's LeBron James. You know, everybody hates him. Every If he comes out and says, I don't use a GPS no more, I use a roadmap, it would be people to come out and kill him for that. 
<laughs> you know, if he, if he says if he if he says, look, I like sugary grits, it'd be people to come out and, and kill him because they like savory grits. You know, it, it's just it, he can't win. And I, I'm, I'm to the point now where I don't even pay attention to what Enos Cantor says. I don't I don't care what Enos Cantor says. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to him because, like I said, everybody has their right to have an opinion. But look, if you want to if you want to advocate for the vaccine, Mr. Cantor, you do it. You do it. Don't you can't force. I don't care. LeBron James is one of the biggest superstars in the world. Most recognizable. He that's his choice, whether he wants to advocate for the vaccine uh, to help, you know, get more people vaccinated. That's his choice. You can't force this man to do or anybody else. You can't force Bradley Bill to do it. They obviously forced Andrew Wiggins to do it. Um, but it's just it's getting to a point where, you know, um, it's, it's I guess it's just you're going to get shamed, you know, if, if you're not vaccinated. It's, it's a shame. But and I hate talking about it on this show because, you know, even though this has to deal with sports and sports figures, it's just not our place to talk about who, who what you need to do with your body getting vaccinated, whether you don't, whether you want to or not, you know, whether you want to wear a mask or not, just stay away from me if you don't wear a mask, you know? I'll say this, and this is the absolute truth because I've been in a few heated debates. Uh, I had one heated debate with an older group um, on Facebook, and we went back and forth, and I was telling them the things that I had learned. They were telling me what they knew because a lot of them were in the medical field and we started comparing notes and it got heated. But then all of a sudden it became a teaching moment. And I learned things from them. They learned things from me like people don't understand. It's people that cannot take this vaccine, any one of them, because their immune system is so compromised. Them taking this vaccine could kill them. People don't believe it. It's like that. And I was telling those guys that those gentlemen and those ladies that. And they said, yeah, I've heard that. Those are the people that we have to protect. And all of them are not old. Some of them are in their 40s and 50s. Those are the people that we have to protect. And I said, I agree. That's what we agreed on. But then you have other people that if you get the vaccine, they shame you for getting it. You don't get it. They shame you for not getting it. And then they bully you to get it. But then when you get it and you pop up sick, because it was an adverse effect or something like that. Well, ain't nobody tell you to get it. You didn't have to do it. Come on now, y'all. Stop. Everybody love everybody. That's it. My vaccination status, number one, is no none, nobody's business. That's not a soul's business. Whether this show and my personal life, nothing. My vaccination status is my business. Your vaccination status is your business. I hate when people come up to me. Oh, you don't have to wear a mask. I'm double vaxxed. I don't give a damn. I don't care. I like wearing my mask because I'm I'm, I'm going to say it. I like to put M&Ms in my mask and eat it like a horse. I'm good with that. <laughs> that is okay with me. I enjoy wearing my mask. Lady C, I see you sitting there. What you got? Uh, hi. So as far as the, you know, the religious exemptions, I feel it should have been given. 
Um, because if this is truly the land of the free and free-ish for some, and you're free to practice your religion, there are certain religions that do not, you know, that, that go against vaccines. You know, so they have to homeschool their children and whatnot because schools require you to be, you know, they require your shot records to be vaccinated against, you know, mumps, polio, chickenpox, all that. Um, So, yeah, they have to homeschool their children. Um, So he I feel like um, he should have Wigan should have been given that. That, that exemption. However, just as I had said um, before football season, whenever the issue was, uh, you know, brought up for football season, should we make it, mand- you know, should it be made mandatory for the NFL? You know, now we're talking about the NBA. Um, <clears throat> you know, like, like I had said, I, I do remember saying that how, how it's a chain effect. You know, you, it's still your choice whether you do it or not. Is still your choice, um, you know. But I, I've seen, I, I have people in my family who have died. Um, one most recently Sunday, she wasn't even forty. Like Kev, you're coming up on forty, and she's not even going to see it, you know. So, um, and and she had it. She was not vaccinated, you know. So. And in, in Louisiana down here, it is rampant. It is spread like a California wildfire. And here we have these damn rednecks and these hicks that are coming from our neighboring Texas, Mississippi, Arkansas. And, well, we don't do that there. We don't wear masks there. We don't wear masks there. Well, I don't give a damn. I don't know what kind of shit you put in your GPS, but damn it, it led you to Louisiana. And this is what we do here. You know, we have to, I work in hospitality. um, So I have to come face to face with guests all day. So I chose to get vaccinated. Um, And I also wear my mask. I don't go out raw dog in the world. Um, But, you know, as far as James, He's not a role model. People emulate after him and people, you know, and children and, you know, and others alike look up to him. You know, they consider him a role model, but not once has he said that I'm a role model. Not once since he's been on the scene has he said, hey, follow me. Not once. I don't remember him saying, y'all go do this. Even whenever he was calling for Black lives and, you know, police brutality and defunding them, defunding the police. Not once did he say, hey, y'all follow me. He took that stand on his own. If you want to join, cool. If not, cool. But he was doing that himself. So you can't look to him about anything. That is just pointless. Look to your family, see what your family is doing. Look to, you know, the stats, the records, the the medical advice, you know, talk to your doctors, talk to, you know, the medical professional people in your life, you know, and get your facts. Not what's on social media, not the damn conspiracy theorists, you know, 
because once again, we don't know what's all in hot dogs, but damn it, we still eat them. If you've ever read the package on bologna, you're still going to eat a, a bologna sandwich. So, you know, but, but whatever you do, I'm vaccinated. I don't understand this double vaccinated crap. You know, <laughs> just because you had it doesn't mean that you're that you're that you're vaccinated. Uh, just because you have antibodies doesn't mean that you're vaccinated. You know, the only thing that says that you're vaccinated is actually going to get the damn shot. Um, so I guess you could say I'm double vaxxed because, hell, I got the shot twice because you got to go through the damn line twice. So, <laughs> so having it and then getting vaccinated does does nothing for you. That's like having the flu shot and then getting the, and still getting the flu. It doesn't mean you're double vaccinated against the flu, baby. You just got the flu and then your dumb ass got the flu shot. It doesn't no matter. <laughs> but, you know, mm. get vaccinated. Don't get vaccinated. Your body, your choice. I wish they would push your body, your choice uh, a lot harder for the women's side and leave women's bodies alone. That's a different topic for another day, but you know, that's um, you know, I'm still going to say your body, your choice. My mm -hmm. body, my choice. I chose to get vaccinated because I don't want to put my body at risk. There are places that I like to go um, in New Orleans to enter a building. Uh, the mayor of New Orleans has it set to where you have to be vaccinated to enter the building um, or you have to show your most recent uh, negative, negative test, which I agree. I agree. And, I, and I've had to put people out of the hotel because they don't want to wear their mask. Wearing their mask mandate here. Heavily enforced. But no, you got Jim Bob that comes through and Karen Sue that don't want <laughs> Back at you again. I don't know what happened there. We lost a little. Uh, uh, we lost power. I don't know what we lost. But um, yeah, maybe, maybe things are getting a little too hot. Maybe it's a little too spicy for the pepper is what it seemed like. Uh, not even sure what in the world happened you know i'm being honest uh sitting here i'm 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 trying to figure things out and wonder what in the world just went on and we were in some heavy talk and boom everything went blank everything went blank uh don't know uh maybe maybe the talk was a little too heavy and you know the powers that be didn't want that type of information getting out i don't know i can't call it so we just gonna move on and uh pull some things together and and just go ahead and finish this show out we're gonna finish strong we're not gonna uh dwell on it uh hopefully it was just a freak happenstance and then that was it waiting for the boss BJ to join back up because we got to switch gears to NFL. Uh, 
wow. I'm just, wow. <laughs> That's all I can say is, wow. Whew. All right, let's switch over to NFL. Uh, my Washington football team went down to ATL. ATL, shawty, and got a win. We got the boss BJ back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't know what happened, brother. I, I don't know. I mean, I know we paid the bills because I, I looked at the statements. I seen we paid the bills. I don't know what happened. I can't even call this one, but let's just move on and finish strong. Lady C got us shut down with that vaccination talk. <laughs> SEC tuned in and was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Not today. Not you won't today. be doing this. Sorry. Mm-mm. Sorry. I'll be quiet. <laughs> I be, you want us to like white folk did that? Okay. No, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, football, football. Come on, come on. Back. All right, we got to finish strong. Uh, Washington went down to ATL, got themselves a, a win. They went out there and had themselves a game. Uh, Taylor Heineke, who unveiled his new logo today. TH4, 23 of 33, 290 yards, three touchdowns. I, I'm I'm proud of the kid. I like super proud of him. You know, uh Antonio Gibson, 14 carries, 63 yards and a touchdown. Terry McLaurin, six uh catches, 123 yards, two touchdowns, and two impressive touchdowns, catches. Uh DeAndre Carter, three returns, 152 yards and a touchdown. Um the way that thing opened up like the Red Sea was beautiful. Uh, but it, this win came at a cost. And the cost was John Bostic, Tory McTire, and uh, Brandon Sheriff. And BJ, you and I were talking about Brandon Sheriff and him not getting the long-term deal that he's seeking because he's on a franchise tag once again. And here we go again with another round of him getting hurt and missing, I think it's three to four weeks now. John Boss is out with a pack. Uh, yeah, he's out for the season. McTire's out with a torn ACL for the season. So this win came at a cost. Impressive win, uh, resilience, but it came at a cost. What were your thoughts of this game and how this team played? Um, Look. Anytime you gut out a win like that and stick with it and, you know, not give up, you you, you love seeing that. Um, I thought they played good, even though it's, it's worrisome that they struggled with Atlanta, a team that's been struggling on offense um, like they have been, and to move the ball as easily as they did against Washington at times. Was a little, you know, was a little uh, disappointing. And I know we said that, you know, the Washington defense thus far has been disappointing. So, um, look, a win is a win. They're not going to all be pretty. You know, they're not going to be all blowout wins, impressive, 400 yards passing, four touchdowns. It's not going to always be like that. Sometimes you got to have a little luck on your side like that. Heineke throw to uh, McLaurin in the end zone, a prayer, and then make some plays. And they made enough plays to win. And 
we're going into week number five, and they got a, they got a, you know, they got a New Orleans team coming to town. We're, you know, who that baby? Yeah, who that? And that's exactly what people are saying. Who are they? Because they dropped to the Giants, and you just like the team is so unpredictable. Um, like James, like you said, Jameis can come in here and light it up. You know, I, I said that last week when Washington played Buffalo. Like, could Josh Allen take advantage of the struggling Washington pass defense? So, you know that. You know, like I said, every team that goes into here now knows that Washington is struggling with their front seven and and the back half and the secondary. But let's. Do, I'm, I'm gonna stay on Atlanta. Good win. They needed that win. Um. Taylor Heineke, he just, he's, he, I don't know what else you can say about him. The backstory, he's playing lights out, no interceptions, three touchdowns. Uh, what do he have, 127.1 rating? Um, he even had 43 yards on the ground, you know. So Terry McLaurin is who we thought he is. He's a dog. And Curtis Samuel back on the, on the field for the first time this season as a Washington football team member. And I think as the games go along, you'll start seeing a little bit more of that offense open up because Samuel's on that, you know, you, you got another playmaker. Um, I, I like it, KG. I know a lot of people, you know, um, are worried about certain aspects of this team. And I'm a, I'm a flip the switch. Cause I, it's two things I want to ask you. I want to know what your, what you think the record is for this team, for the Washington football team over the next four games. I believe it's the saints, the chiefs, the Packers, and the Broncos. I want to know what you think the record is over the next four games and how far does this team go struggling on defense before they make a make a move? And I mean either firing Jack Del Rio or whatever the case is, right? You know, they, they're, they're struggling mightily on defense. And Jack Del Rio, that's supposed to be his specialty on that side of the ball, and they're struggling. So – Give me your record for this team over the next four games. What you think, you know, each game, and um, what you think about the defense struggling and what has to happen? Well, record over the next four games. I mean, if I was a true fanboy and didn't care, oh yeah, we going four zero. As my old manager, Mister Triple, used to say, we ain't losing no more games. And then we go out there and we disappoint them. So I, I'm, I'm a realist. I, I know that's not going to happen. Uh, at best, three and one. I, th- I think that Kansas City game may be a loss, but Kansas City can be beat. As showed, uh, not this week past, but the previous week, they they can be beat. Um, Denver, if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't come back, and we're facing Drew Locke, go ahead and mark that up as a, as a W. Uh, New Orleans, I'm on the fence. I'm not going to give a prediction. Because Lady C is sitting right here, and I don't want her to see my notes. Um, but three and one at, at, at best, two and two at worst. And what has to be done is guys have to they have to buy in. And I'm not I'm not giving up on Jack Del Rio because I've I've watched coaches such as Joe Barry, who did not make adjust adjustments. I, Hazlitt was like that for a minute. And then he started making adjustments and things started clicking a little bit. You know, we weren't bottom half of the league. We we're middle of the pack. 
We were just missing, you know, a dominant player. So I'm not giving up on Del Rio at all because I see what he's trying to do. And I see what we're, I see players not playing their position. They're trying to do too much. They're trying to make the play. They're playing really reckless and raw. I need you to play a little bit more tamed, a little more polished. And Landon Collins has in the past played very, very reckless trying to make the play, trying to be the hero because that's what he's used to being. And I don't fault him for being the hero because that's what he was brought here to do. He was brought here to show up that secondary and be the guy. But you got guys in front of you. Play your part. Play your part. Because nine times out of ten, if you sit where you're supposed to sit, that ball going to come to you. That's it and that's all. I, I, I do see possibly – by bye week, if Landon Collins keeps playing, he's been playing decent. I wish he would play a little bit more consistent because I ain't never seen nobody run Landon Collins over and, you know, drag him, but he was out of place. And he has to play his type of ball. If that doesn't happen, He's going to have to move to the part-time free safety, and we're going to have to put somebody else in his spot that can actually be there to make plays. That's what I see happening. Uh, defensively, the secondary is letting guys run free in the zone. Like, you got to cover that thing like a blanket. They're not doing it. It's like they're not – the plays are there. But it's so many – such big holes in the zone – and you're seeing guys in the same zone. You're running a, a cover three flat. Now, for those of you that don't know, at time, depending on what uh, formation you come out, the safe, one of the safeties may come down and cover the flat. A linebacker may cover the other. And then the corners drop back. And then you got a safety in the middle of the field most of the time. Or sometimes you may have two safeties in the middle of the field. It depends on your formation and your personnel. I'm seeing guys cover the flat. You got the middle covered. But the linebacker's backing up, and he's in the zone with the safety. I mean, with the uh, with the corner, and all of a sudden they throwing out the backfield, and here it is, seven, eight yards, ten yards, pick up. You were supposed to have that. That should have been no more than a, a two yard game. That's what I'm talking about. I want to stop seeing things like that. Mental flaws. You can't have eleven guys making eleven loafs a, 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 a piece. And a loaf is a mistake. That's a mental mistake. You can't have that. We're having too many mental mistakes. Those mental mistakes have to be minimized immediately. Jonathan Allen had one of his best games of the season. He was the highest rated defensive lineman uh, uh, by pro football focus this week, which is great. That's a start. I need everybody else to get on that same train. That's what I need to see. Am I giving up on Del Rio? Hell no. No, because Del Rio is not the problem. Just how I see it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, but me and you both know that if this defense keeps struggling mightily, he's going to take the fall. He's going to fall on the knife. Yeah, he's going to fall on the knife first. And, you know, sometimes it just takes a, a different voice. Sometimes the voice gets stale for whatever reason, and you just need to change the direction. Uh, different scheme, maybe you know, guys don't like what they're running. I don't know what it is, but they're struggling. So, um, 
what we got next on the list? Uh, last but not least, whoa, wait, hold on, slime. Wait, wait, wait. What, what you just sent me in season surprise cow cowboys released linebacker jalen smith oh you've seen that yeah, oh you've my seen lord jalen smith hasn't been playing i'll pay you 7.2 million dollars not to play bad there's got to be more here yeah it's got i mean jalen smith uh one thing about the cowboys is they they're, they're a team of tradition so your best receiver way is 88 drew pearson wore 88 uh, Michael Irvin wore 88, CeeDee Lamb wore 88, Des Bryant wore 88. Your best linebackers, oh, my, my, let me rephrase it, your best defensive player in, in, in the front seven wears 54. Howley wore 54. Uh, uh, Randy White wore 54. I can't think of everybody that wore 54, but, you know, 54 is the, the number you give to somebody that's going to be a beast. Jalen Smith wore 54. And here he is released in the middle of the season. Oh, we're going to have something to talk about on Thursday because I want to know what happened. We got to dig into that. But before we get out of here, um, possible happy trails. And I put, you know, three question marks behind that because we don't know what's going to happen. Mr. National, Ryan Zimmerman, uh, the first draft pick of the Washington Nationals, first draft pick after they moved from Montreal to the nation's capital into RFK Stadium. Uh, possibly played his last game for the Nationals, possibly his last game for uh, in baseball, professional baseball, period. He's only 37, which is young in baseball standards. Uh, he can play first and third. Career average, 277 hitter, uh, 1,846 hits, 284 runs, 1,061 RBIs has only played for the Nationals since 2005. He sat out the 2020 season uh, due to um, COVID and everybody, people were opting out. Uh, Two-time All-Star in 2009 and 2017, of course, a World Series champion in 2019. And that's the one guy you felt, you know, the most emotionful because he was there from the start. He won a Golden Glove in 2009, and he's won the Silver Slugger Award twice in 2009 and 2010. He also has a gold medal in the World University Championship from 2004. So uh, I'm going to ask you this, B. You know, we always talk about players retiring, especially locally. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman, Hall of Famer? Base? Baseball. I don't think so. I think Nationals Hall of Fame, National retiring his number. I think the Nationals, he deserved that from the Nationals. But Baseball Hall of Fame, I, I'm not sure if his numbers um, match up to other people at his position that's played as long as he's played. Ultimate professional, great guy. Um, you know, if you want somebody to represent your, your franchise, it's definitely Ryan Zimmerman and to see his, you know, if that was his send off the other night, real emotional, and got to do it at home, good, mm-hmm. good ovation. So you know, it's always good to see that, especially you know, like you know, we we're in an age where players move so much, and to see you know these guys, you know, especially Zimmerman, be there since two thousand five, since they since the beginning, and get that World Series ring in two thousand nineteen. Um, and I know that I see the national said they'll sign him if he wants to continue. 
But for Ryan Zimmerman, you know, it gets to a point, and, and you know, I always rewatch the uh, Fox uh, NFL clip when they're going around and they, they're asking everybody, "When did you know it was time to retire?" And all the guys, you remember, you know that, you know what clip I'm talking about? Exactly. I just watched the other night. Yeah, it it, it pops up every now and again. I just watch it, and just just to hear him. And sometimes you know when it's time to go, time to be with your family. You've accomplished everything you wanted to accomplish. You know, like I said, I think winning that World Series title, and it's just my opinion, I think winning that World Series title really helped that. You know what I'm saying? That's like the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. So if it is the last time we see him, man, happy trails, great career. Um, you know, I know everybody that roots for the Nationals are, are proud proud to wear that jersey, proud to call you a National, Washington National, and he definitely should be honored with uh, – you know, retirement of that number and uh, retirement, you know, uh, re- re- yeah, retired at Jersey. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I'm, uh, you know, you think about when it's time to go. He still got something left in the tank. I will say that 2020 was the first year since two, you know, since before he got there that they didn't play with Ryan Zimmerman regularly because he opted out to sit out. But mm. Man, uh, clutch hitting is what he'll be known for. He may didn't hit a, a, a ton of home runs, may didn't get a whole lot of hits, but when it was time to get a hit, Ryan Zimmerman was your guy. He was a good defensive guy. I'm saying it like he already retired. He is a good defensive guy at first and at third. So uh, I hope it's not happy trails. I hope he does decide to come back to the Nationals. And if he does decide to say, you know what, I'm going to hang up, my cleats as an active uh, baseball player, he's got a career as a hitting coach. He's got a second career. Cause, and I'm sure the Nats clubhouse would love to keep him around and love to have him. So, ah, happy trails. If it is the end of the road career-wise, active playing career-wise for Ryan Zimmerman. Um, that's all the time we got for tonight. This has been... A wild and crazy ride. Uh, Lady Seed and got the FCC on us. I'm sorry. I swear I didn't change. Give me another tip. Man, she got to pay. When that when that fine come down, she got to pay that fine. Uh, I'm not paying it. I, I got it. I, I got it. I think I got it this time. Go around. Ooh. Well, you know what? Before we get out of here, let me say this one thing. It's congratulations in order for Lady C, who uh, I won't say what the position is, but she's gotten herself a promotion at her big job. And here's the thing. When she gets a promotion, that means we get a promotion. So we got a promotion today. Well, yesterday. And I am honestly proud of her. And congratulations. You deserve it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank congrats, you. Congrats, congrats, congrats. And uh, we're going to be upping your dues come next week. Once that first check hit, your dues will be up from five cents a week to $25 a week because you making the big bucks. Wait now. a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I haven't even gotten a chance to put sugar in my water. Uh, the boss hadn't even given me the go ahead to you know level up the sugar water yet, and I'm already got the pay. Like yeah. extra, yeah, because Damn. you got you got to take care of the uh, the refreshments for the um the shows. 
and you got to buy the donuts and 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 but we don't like to eat donuts. We like to eat bed clothes. So you got to pay the extra money for the bed clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Thank you all for joining us. Once again, congratulations, Lady C on your promotion. Boss BJ. Thank you. Thank you. You man, you just being an absolute hustler and coming up with some great ideas. We got some Beautiful things coming down the pike, and it's all because of the boss BJ's ideas. No, like, I no, can't no, so don't put that on me. Don't man, nah, on you, me. you got to take that one because she was like, let's get it done. I was like, all I said was okay. You told me what you wanted done, and I was like, all right, I can help. I, that, that right there, when this news comes down the pike, that's from the boss BJ, man. That's all you. I got to give you the credit for that. That is it's just beautiful, man. But stay tuned for a couple of announcements in the coming week. Myself personally, I have an announcement coming Friday night, Saturday morning. I hope you all would join me for that. Um, but until Thursday, that's the Swamp Queen Lady C, the boss BJ. I'm the big guy KG. We did a little overtime tonight, so but it's okay. We out of here. Peace. Peace.